The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald and you're listening to Blethered on the Big Light Network. My guest is Meryl Williams. Meryl recently starred in and won the immensely popular BBC series The Traitors. We talk about Meryl's slightly nomadic childhood, originating in South Africa before settling in Scotland. Meryl explains the realities and misconceptions of her disability. And we talk all things traitors, including the excitement of the aftermath. And as always, there's plenty more. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a review or share it with somebody, because it's a great help. This episode is brought to you by Debt Experts Don't Fret About Debt. If you're struggling with debt and you would like a free chat with an impartial advisor to discuss your options or to see how you can lower your monthly repayments towards debt, then visit don'tfretaboutdebt.net forward slash bleddered. You can also listen to my episode with Don't Fret About Debt Senior Debt Advisor Tommy Gallagher where we discuss taking back control of your debt and the various solutions available. Don't fret about debt, offer all statutory debt solutions in Scotland, helping you to make an informed choice. So take the first step to dealing with your debt today. Free advice is also available from the Money Advice Service. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it. Cheers. So you've got the, the honour of being the first person of South African origin. Oh, yes. Had. So it's Meryl Ann Williams, yes. full name. Yes. Brian's looking through and he's nodding his head because he was asking, where are you from? I could hear a wee tinge in your accent. Yeah, yeah, from South Africa. But a lot of people always get confused because my accent's so like varied, if that makes sense. I say different things that are South African or Scottish. Or, yeah. yeah. We've, we've got something in common. Uh, we both me. moved to Essex when we were six. Oh, see? Oh, my gosh, you know more about my life <laughs> than I thought I did. Yes, I lived in Basildon. Did you? No yes. way. Right, so I lived like two minutes with Basildon. I was Canvey Island and Leon Sea and like oh. South End on Sea. Yeah. So, same age, aye. Do you see? Yeah, because I moved over. So, when me and my mum immigrated from South Africa, we moved to Essex first, mm-hmm. Basildon, and then we moved from Essex to um, Edinburgh, and then I moved from Edinburgh out to East Lothian, where right, I live okay. now. Okay, so, so yeah. you've, you've been I've all been over. aware of, do yeah. You ha- do you have a preferred place? Um, probably actually Scotland. I like yeah. Scotland. I'll say the best. You go back to South Africa now and again, no? Because you all your family, except for your mum and your gran, yes, are over yeah. there? Yes, yeah, so my dad lives in South Africa and all my aunties and uncles. Um, so I fly over once a year. So I'll probably mm-hmm. go back at the end of the year to go and see everyone. I try and go back once, twice a year. Whereabouts in South Africa? So my dad lives in Pretoria, which is an hour away from Johannesburg. And then my other family lives in Zimbabwe, which is like the top part of like, um, not top, just above South Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I try and go back and I see my dad and then me and my mum go back and we'll see more of the family and stuff. It's top of my list. Cape Town is somewhere I'm desperate to go to. You have to. It's it's the to-do list. It's on the bucket list for me as well. I've been a couple of times, but you have to do it. The the reason for moving is this right and saying, your mum wanted to come here to the UK because there was just better provision of healthcare and other services. Yeah, so it's just for a better life for myself. So um, once I was diagnosed in South Africa when I was born, um, there wasn't as much like updated healthcare. There wasn't as much um, prospects as there could be in the UK. Mm-hmm. So my mum moved over for a better life for us. So it was just me and mum. Um, my mum and dad divorced when I was three. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to another part of South Africa and then we immigrated over with literally two yeah. suitcases, nothing. For, <laughs> it, for anyone who doesn't 
doesn't know you. So you have, is it a contraplasia? Yeah, is that how we're yeah. pronouncing it? So it's a type of dwarfism, a contraplasia. Yeah. So it's um most common type. It affects one in 25,000 uh, births. Mm -hmm. And it basically means that my arms and my legs are shorter, but my torso's average height. Um, and yeah, so I have like the common features like bigger head or um, like the trident hands. But yeah, so it just mm -hmm. basically means I'm little. So you, you must just have this completely innate. I mean, I know everybody does, right? But you must really love your mum that she would do that, like, all for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Me and my mum are very, very close. We're like sisters. I think, like, growing up, it wasn't really a mother-daughter relationship. It was more like mm -hmm. sisters because we were that close. And it has always just been us. I'm an only child. Um, so it's always just been me and her uh, wherever we go. So we are, I do, I do greatly appreciate her. I wouldn't have the life I have if it wasn't for her moving to the UK. Did your gran, yeah, your gran's name is Cheryl, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So did she move over to join you or what was the deal there? So my granddad passed about six years ago. So once my granddad passed in South Africa, um, my gran immigrated and moved over here. So they already had, sorry, had a house here and they were just living here. Me and my gran, sorry, my gran and my granddad were living mm -hmm. here for six months and they would fly over to South Africa right. for the other six months. Um, so when he passed, she thought there's no point in me living in South Africa on my own when we live here. Mm -hmm. So so she packed everything up, sold the house, and then moved over here to live full time. So you've yeah, got, you've got your own full time seamstress. Yes, in the house. yeah. Well, she actually is in Australia right now for three months. Oh, is she? So yeah, just yeah. Just every holiday. Um, so her son lives there. So my uncle lives there. So right. she goes over once a year. But this time she decided she's fed up with the weather here. So she wants to go over there for a hotter time. And um, so yeah, so she's over here. But yeah, I I wouldn't be able to do it without her, especially altering my clothes mm. at the drop of a hat. I'm literally like, okay, I need these trousers for tomorrow. She's like, Meryl. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, it's really last minute. I know, but I was like, I just bought them today, and I really, really want to wear them tomorrow so yeah but I wouldn't I, oh my god I didn't I don't know what I'd do without her really it's, don't the same because you, uh, you, you're going by clothes just everywhere that people get clothes because uh -huh. um, that's a question you ask quite often yeah. isn't it and I've saw you saying that you would like to have your own clothing line yeah, so or, I, and shoes as well. Is that something you would like to? Yeah, I think it's definitely something because I, I have been really fortunate. Um, I've never, like, you know, at the age of like, I think it was 12 when I stopped wearing children's sizes and I mm -hmm. thought, you know what, I would have gone to adult sizes when all my friends were. Um, and then ever since then, I've always just been able to shop wherever I want to shop for clothes and my grand's altered it, but it's not the same with, as everyone else. A lot of other people with my condition mm -hmm. um, have to pay seamstresses or they have to wear children's sizes. Um, and I just think it's so restricting, you know, clothes are a way people can like show their personality and it's just hard when you can't do that so I'd definitely like to make more clothing range more accessible and um, for many people including with my disability and shoes so I am lucky I'm a size one so I can get all cheap trainers but in <laughs> yes. regards yeah the trainers are class <laughs> but in regards to heels I have to pay like literally 150 to 200 pound because it's a custom made heels um, on a website and I just think that's not really affordable for people with my condition it's not really fair no, when my not. friends are like oh my god Meryl I got these from Primark for like £20 I'm like damn that I was like I'd probably have to pay £100.50 <laughs> yeah. for the same pair of heels so yeah so it's something I'd love to do definitely with um, see we, we'll, we'll go on we'll obviously we'll talk about traitors and stuff uh -huh. Um, we'll talk about other TV appearances but I'm really interested in the Channel 4 documentary yeah. you're involved in yeah can you explain to me, please, or well, to the person listening, because I already know, <laughs> yeah. but explain a wee bit about what that documentary was like, but how that kind of came about. 
Yeah, so basically it was a documentary about like my disability, like mm-hmm. achondroplasia, and it was going into the depths of like how it affects me on a day-to-day basis. So they were seeing my day-to-day life. They were seeing how I live the, in a house, how I reach things, clothing, driving, all the things I think everyone's always wondered. Um, so I got messaged off my off Instagram and I, I don't have a lot of followers, so I think they just came across with like another... I've done another thing as well. I'll go on, back onto that. So I think they finally seen that and then that, got like onto the other uh, onto channel four um and basically someone came with came to the day sorry can't speak someone came and we went to the shops um, and i showed them how i would try on clothing how it'd be too long trousers yeah. tops and then i would then buy a piece of clothing and then i'd go to my grands and they'd come with me to my grands they she would alter it they'd record how they alter it the before the after the during and then i would go out for lunch i think it was lunch or, no sorry dinner um with my friends and in the new outfit and then one of the people that I know that's got the same condition as me that live in Edinburgh, she joined us as well with her friend. And then they just showed me more about my house and like how I reach things and driving stuff. So I think mm. it was just a full prospect of like my life in one clip. Yeah, because you've said before that the you know the world isn't adapted to me. Yeah. I have to adapt myself to the world. That was yeah. the perfect representation of that. Yeah, how you did that. I think as well because I think nothing. I don't expect anything to be adapted. Like in my house, like nothing is adapted. Like mm. everything's you know. Bless my mom and grand when we when I moved in I bought my own house when I was 25 so two years ago um, and when everyone was helping me move in they were putting everything the way they would think it would be <laughs> yeah. so all the glasses are at the top shelf and all my like you know my duvets and stuff is at the top of the wardrobe and it still is like that I just have to try and figure out how the hell to get it down you know um, so I think as well I just constantly have to adapt so that's why I never adapted my house or adapted my kitchen um, for me because when I go outside in the real world it's not going to be adapted mm. so I have to just condition myself to figuring out ways of getting getting things or moving things so I can get the way out where I want to be. It seems like such a, quite a cliched, cheesy question, uh-huh. but do you think having just those general, you having to adapt and you having to make yourself more malleable uh-huh. to this the physical world around you, does that transfer to sort of social situations or any sort of challenge that anybody yeah. could face? Yeah, I think it's definitely something, because I'm like an expert in it, that kind of makes sense because I've done it my whole life. Yeah. I feel like I can adapt so quickly, whereas my other friends are like, oh my God, oh, how do I do this? I'm like, I never, like, I'm literally someone that doesn't take no as an answer. Like, say <laughs> if someone says to me no, I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. So, like, I literally will just keep on doing it. My friends always argue with me because as soon as they say no to me, I'm, I'm still going to do it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going to say no. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think as well, just because I never give up in the sense that adapting, like, I will figure out a way of doing it. There's never like, oh, well, can't do it I'm like no no we can't we can't do it we just have to figure mm. out how to do it um, just because I've always had to figure out my whole life but yeah it definitely came in handy even with the traitors and stuff or in other things of aspects of life it definitely comes in handy just figuring out ways of doing things to make it suit you <clears throat> to quote your compatriot Nelson Mandela said uh, yes. everything's impossible until it's done yeah that's very true yeah. yes I love Nelson Mandela yeah so me, yeah. Too. me too <laughs> he's the best <laughs> with um, see when you, you mentioned that Channel 4 saw you in something uh, was it the programme with Bradley Walsh Yes. Right, so talk me through that. How does that come about? You, you were you were on blankety blank. Yes. Yeah, so blankety blank. So I got so it was blankety blank. That again from Instagram. I swear Instagram's been a lot of things for me. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not someone. A lot of people are like, oh, you have to have lots of followers. I genuinely didn't have like I think I'd like not. There's not a lot, but I didn't have a lot. If that makes sense. Um, I think at the time you had around seven thousand. Yes. Yeah. So it was like seven thousand. How did I know that? Yeah. Well, you just see, you're on there. So you're so you've got you've done your research. <laughs> um, so it was blankety blank. I mean, it was not my best show. My mum was in the audience. We flew down to London um, and I'd never actually watched Blankety Blank before. 
and I probably should have because then I would have actually knew what's going to happen. I remember it when it was Paul O'Grady, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah see, I never watched any of that. And it's original incarnation, but I mean, that was early 90s, so you either yeah. weren't here or would they be yeah. about six months old. Yeah, I know. But I think as well, my friend's like, why wouldn't you watch it before? But I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm kind of one of those people that wing things and just hope for the best. <laughs> Me so too. I, yeah, literally. So I'm just like, do you know what? I was like, it'll just, it'll figure out. It's fine. It'll work yeah. out. Um, yeah, so I went on it and I literally failed at the first question. I was so bad at it. Like, so, did you watch the episode? No. Oh, well, I wouldn't watch it. It's probably, it's not <laughs> worth watching. Don't watch it. Um, I think one of the questions was blank bills and I didn't think of jingle. Jingle. Why would I not think of jingle bells? Uh, yeah. And then the other one was... Was it, any, was it near Christmas though? Because it, it just wouldn't have been in your mind. I know, that's what I mean. No, it wasn't even the Christmas episode. And then the other one was blank queen. And I, I thought, what did I say? I wrote... Dancing. Yeah. Well, that would have been the right answer, but I wrote street. Street queen. That's what I mean, because <laughs> I had the worst... I literally had the worst starstruck. Like, I was just like... Oh. And um, who were the... The celebrity judges were Joy Essex. And my right, friends, okay. Yeah, my friends were obsessed with Joy Essex. So I was thinking, oh my God, my friends are going to be so jealous right now. Um, but yeah, I completely fundled. I didn't even get past the first round. So I was like, when it resurfaced again, once I went on the show, everyone was talking about it. I was like, oh my goodness. And they were like, I hope she does better than that. It's quite good though, looking in retrospect. And you're like, uh-huh. one, because you said before that you're... And we'll talk about this again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to touch on the traitors just yet. But when, because I, I want to talk about how ambiguous and vague okay. they sort of their approach was. But you said that your mum was like, ask questions later, just yeah. go, just go just for everything. It. Yeah, my mum's a yes man, so she literally tells me. And I love that. Is that. Yes, is that basically like this, the concept of the film? Yes, yes. She literally says yes to everything, and she told me, my, she tells me, sorry, daily, just to say yes to everything. And there's so many opportunities I probably would have not said yes to if it wasn't for her to say yes. You know, she just tells yes, say yes to everything, like the traders, yeah. like even blanky blank, like. Every single thing I've done so far, she probably just say yes. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't even have to inquire, just say yes. Like so yeah. With for anybody who's unaware, so Yes Man is a book uh, by a guy called Danny Wallace. And uh-huh. was wanting to be created, it made into a film. It's Jim yeah. Carrey, and the concept is you say yes to everything, and it'll yes. open, it'll constantly open doors. Yes. The minute you say no, yeah. it's like you're you're closing, closing the door it. on yourself. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. So it just shows though you you never know. Say yes to anything. Because I, I can do that with loads of things where I think yeah. that's so funny. I remember the f- I said yes to this and it uh, led to something yes. completely unrelated. Oh, completely. And I think as well it's like a domino effect yeah. kind of thing. Like you you know, you don't realise how many opportunities you can close off by just saying no. And then maybe one door might not open, but then it might come mm. up. Like it was simple things like for the, tr- I don't know if we can touch on the trainer, but it's not really. But um, basically I got contacted by um, the circle to do the circle back in 2020 and they messaged me again on Instagram and mm. I said yes at the whole interview process and then they transferred the UK version to the American version because it was 2020 and we were too I think it was really strict COVID yeah, so right. they said oh look we're not coming forward this year we're doing it next year and they were like keep your mind I was like alright okay I didn't really think anything of it and then the guy that was producing the circle was casting the circle when they came to do the traitors said oh message Meryl because she was ah. on the circle so that's how the traitors came around yeah. Yeah. So it's weird how things open doors and different things. And I was so uh-huh. glad about the circle. I was like, oh, damn it. I was like, really would have loved to do that. But, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And then things like that. You see, one thing that, that has sort of sprung to mind, because whenever I get asked to do anything, I'm not, uh-huh. it is always, even in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you're, you're putting yourself out there yeah. for, for judgment, for criticism. Yeah. You said before that you sometimes feel vulnerable when you're out alone, which, yeah. which I can understand. You sort of preemptively avoid people uh-huh. yeah how much was that at the forefront of your mind because i don't care who you are or uh-huh. who you are in the world it takes bravery to put yourself out there yeah i think as well i think 
if I'm being honest, with the social media stuff, because I've always been on social media for like since we first made Facebook, me and my friends and yeah. stuff. Um, and then when the traitors, because I do experience discrimination on a day-to-day basis, regardless of the show, regardless of even being in the public eye mm-hmm. or even on a TV show, I, res- I experience it on a day-to-day basis without that so I always thought you know what was still gonna happen so even yeah. if I say no because I don't I'm scared of what people think but then I'll go outside in public to Tesco's and then someone will probably stare or laugh or point or say something like I experienced something yesterday me and my mom were in Tesco's my local Tesco's and we were we parked up and there was a group of like I think it was like four or five teenagers must be like 13 and um, there was gr- girls and boys and they're and as soon as I got out of the car, but I just knew for instance, I knew that something was going to happen. And they started hysterically laughing. They started talking. It's just not sly. And then I was with my mom. My mom was like getting quite aggravated. And I was like, just ignore it. Oh, just God. ignore it. You know? And then my mom was like, no, I should say something. But I was like, just ignore it because it happens all the time. So that would have happened. And that wasn't because of the show. That wasn't because mm-hmm. they seen me on the show. That was just because, again, they seen someone that was different. And they just thought we have to, you know, they it was they couldn't contain like how they were laughing. And I was just thinking, oh. So I walked in and it just affected my whole mood. So I think because I experienced that every single day or mm-hmm. most days, and um, I actually find it weird when I don't experience it, then it didn't stop me from going on the show, if that makes sense, because I thought it's, not gonna, it's yeah. still going to happen. And the whole reason why I went on is to show people that we can do the same as everyone else and raise awareness yeah. and educate, definitely. Because you'll get people who'll say things like, oh, they're just young or daft or whatever, yeah. and you think, so fuck, like, it's just shit. Exactly, I agree. I think people don't realise, and I think... Everyone always like always makes excuses for people like, oh, no, or their children. Like, I've experienced a lot with children. But they'd sit and talk to the children and explain to them that's that's not nice. Or, yeah, you know, it's not on. It doesn't happen. It just People just ignore it and then hope mm. it doesn't happen again. I know. It's, it's completely not on. I think as well, because I'm, I'm in a... I'm a really fortunate position. Yeah. So it, things don't cross my mind in terms of re- representation, like yeah, vis- of visual representation, whether that is race, sexuality, uh-huh. or any sort of condition that anybody uh-huh. has. I mean, if you had people get in touch to say, because I imagine they w- they will have mm-hmm. to say, it's so amazing to see yeah. you on here because I'm now seeing myself. Yeah. I think as well, I think because I'm representing not just someone with like dwarfism, but also other people with disabilities. And it's such a big show that is amazing how diverse they've been and especially mm. that people can see oh, someone, someone's one with a disability. It's yeah. not just being someone who's not reachable, you know, not like um, someone they can relate to. But I think as well, especially people in my condition, a lot of times people have messaged me like, I didn't think we could do that. Like, I didn't think what you did, like even the missions and stuff we could do and all of that. Yeah. I like, you can do anything as mm. long as you feel comfortable enough to do it. But that's on your personal, you know, but whatever you feel comfortable enough, you can do. You can... We all we all have things that define uh-huh. us and we are all, we all can be defined and categorised now. But also, the things that define us don't also define your entire character, your personality, which is, men call it cliched and bullshit if if anybody wants, but that is what's most important, isn't it? Your character. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, the show just showed everyone's personalities, not what they looked like. And I love that because Mm. people can get to know people for who they really are without making prejudgments. You know, a lot of the times people were like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd like your personality would be like this. I was like, but how can you draw an assumption looking mm-hmm. on someone and base their whole personality, you know? I think a lot of the times it's just showing people. Yeah. the Because um, I think, obviously, you, mm-hmm. you've you had financial benefit. You're yeah. enjoying doing some fun things and those are all great and, and so uh-huh. you should. Those are the sort of wee, selfish isn't the right word, yeah. but the wee personal benefits. But also I really do think, and I know that so many people agree with me and I think that's mm-hmm. why so many people love you as well. Is mm-hmm. It's... 
it is very selfless of you because, mm-hmm. like, this, you, you could very easily go, nah, fuck that, like, not yeah. put myself in the firing line. And, and you yeah. would have known that you're, in, in essence, you are partly in the firing line. Yeah, 100%. As soon as, you're on, as soon as you're in the public eye, you're there to be shot at. It's kind yeah. of the trade off, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, and not in a patronising way, but I'm like, man, fucking on you go. Yeah, like, thank fair, you. fair play. You, des- yeah. you deserve everything that's, that's going to come thank your you. way. Thank you. I think as well, I didn't realise to the extent, you know, I, I knew. Because I have experienced it, you know, and I knew to an extent, but then as you said, when you do put yourself on TV, you are opening yourself up to criticism mm. from everyone. You can't be like, oh, no, I don't, you know, I was like, well, I have, I've put I put myself up there. I need to, yeah. you know, I need to get it back. Um, but it's just not letting it affect you. And it's something I'm learning now is the fact that it's all not real. I can just turn my phone off and it goes away, you know? So sometimes if I'm having a bad day, then I'll just turn my phone off and I'll just yeah. leave. You know, it's not, no one's standing in my face telling me all this stuff. Like it's literally some people I don't know so I'm not going to let it affect my mood especially when it takes someone five seconds to write a message and they forget about it all day so why should I (laughs) think about it all day you know so I always I'm trying to disconnect myself from the situation if that makes sense because I think there's so many times I've thought this is how people this is how it really gets people and you can see completely and um, like a lot of times people have messaged me stuff like nasty stuff and I reply back like I'm like I have replied back and now I don't and then they they reply back oh my god I love you so much I'm like you have literally just sent me a bible about how I am I had someone say things like nasty stuff like saying how I'm like should go under a cave and all this stuff I'm like how would you even think about you know but then I just you know disconnect myself I'm like I don't know this person and I'm not going to let them affect my mood and I'm just going to disconnect myself from the situation one thing in terms of analysing that type of Uh behaviour it's like well first of all hurt people try Uh to hurt people or want to hurt people but also it's like I read a thing and it said people will send you or say to you mm-hmm. what they think is necessary to, to bring hurt. you down. Yeah. And, and the stronger it is, it's kind of like the stronger they view you because, like, if I wanted to swat a fly, it uh-huh. takes minimal effort. But yeah. if I wanted to kill a fucking bear, then I'm yeah. like, I better, I better be coming in, like, with something equipped yeah. to deal with that. And it's like, uh-huh. the, straight away you think you... S- maybe they see you as being above them in some uh-huh. way and you can't handle it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't want to understand people yeah. like that, to be honest. I think as well, because I'm now on TikTok and I wasn't on it before. I've started in December. Um, and I have, like, sometimes when my videos get bigger reach, they yeah. do require lots of people commenting and stuff. And a lot of the times everyone's like, Meryl, just ignore it, just ignore it. And then I was like, I was getting quite a lot of like just nasty stuff about you know they were take I think they're trying to pick on things that you can clearly are insecure about and they're trying yeah. to like optimize that and then I was sitting and then Wilf one of Wilford my friend from the traders and mm-hmm. um, he was like to me Meryl I just like I just ignore it but I was like the whole reason why they're commenting is so they can get a reaction and yeah. they also want people to see it that's why they're commenting because if they didn't comment they they wouldn't comment if they didn't want people to see it yeah. so I'm literally sitting and I shouldn't and I'm gonna get to the point where I don't but I sit and delete and block each person because I'm like you don't even need, deserve to see any of my stuff. Quite you right. know, and I will, and I'm like, I don't care. But then they're like, oh, but the engagement, and all of that's what everyone else says. But I'm like, no, I was like, I don't think that their whole reason why they're commenting that is because they want people to see it. Yeah, exactly. So you're snuffing I, it out. You're just yeah. I'm just literally block and delete, literally t- for each message, and then that's Lim- it. Let me says bam, or block and yeah, on. yeah, Forget exactly. Block and delete, and I'm like, no, you don't deserve to see my stuff. Like, if you're not going to say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Quite that's right. what I say. And I also say, I think it was. Um, the philosopher Lao Tzu said, fuck uh-huh. those cunts, man. <laughs> yes, I like that one. Yes. yes. Let's, right, so traitors, uh-huh. that's what's okay. brought about okay, all of yes. <laughs> Now, what, what I found very interesting, right, so for anybody that doesn't know, traitors on the BBC One, it was uh-huh. filmed in Scotland at Ardross Castle um, in this beautiful picturesque location. But mm-hmm. first of all, they have to approach you. Now, is it true? 
they messaged you on Instagram, but it was just a picture of a castle and yeah. two people in cloaks. Yes, it was very vague, very vague. And I, it, it was one of the requested messages, you know, when you're going to Instagram yeah. requested. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember I, re- I didn't reply back for like two weeks. And then I replied back to mum again. My mum was like, just say yes. And I was like, mum, this looks very like... I've, I Was the Instagram account like a very clearly TV casting? Kind of, but it wasn't that much. It right. had a name, someone's name, and then it had like TV casting, but there was other things as well. But it was like kind of like poster vibes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it was like posters for other shows that I had never heard of. But the way it looked like was very Harry Potter, and I'm not into my friends love Harry Potter, but I've never watched Harry Potter. Mm. So I was like, it looks really wizardry. And I was like, that's not for me. And then mom was like, a couple of weeks later, I left. I think I left for two weeks. And then mom was like, just reply, just reply. So I replied back. And um, Mia, it, she was one of the casting, and I love Mia so much. Um, she's been there from the whole way. She casted me, and right, then she okay. was in the show with me and all of that. Um, welfare. And she was like, let me just phone you, Meryl. And she's like, I'll explain to you, because I think I'm like, okay, okay. And then she phoned me, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in. I had to go for the same. Like, I had to apply like everyone casting else. You know, I had to apply, I had to cast, and um, we had lots of very intense interview process. They had to ask you questions. What kind of questions would they ask you? So they'd ask you, like, what was the biggest lie you've ever told or what was a, what was a time that you've ever had to um, pretend or, you know, they were trying to get into your mind, if that yeah. kind of makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, and they'll try and ask you questions like, tell me a time that you have um, been vulnerable, tell me a time that you have um, done something you don't you know just uh, what other question I'm trying to think of them because it was like this is back in like January getting a last glimpse year. into your psyche basically yes. yeah they want to try and get what type of person have you ever had arguments with people you know they're trying to get completely into it mm-hmm. um, so we went through all that and then it kind of went quiet for a little bit and then I was kind of just going for it but I had no expectations and again and this is what I take to my life is I just have no expectation for things I do if it you know if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad you know I have no expectations so I was kind of like going along with it. And then they messaged me again and we had to go to the doctor's test. You know, we had to go to the, the doctors and make sure you're all fit and healthy mentally and physically. Um, and then they were like, okay, well, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, yes. Wow. And I was like, oh. And they were like three weeks later and I left um, the day after my birthday and then I came back. So, yeah. So, because how, how long were you there for in total? Four weeks. So, yeah. And what I, how, how funny uh-huh. is this? So, you weren't able to tell anyone where you'd been? No, nothing. So, wh- what did you tell your pals? So, I told my work, I'm going away. And I had to take unpaid leave because obviously I couldn't get that. Yeah. And I told my friends I'm going away for a bit, but I have no phone. And I'll explain to them later. And they were like, okay, okay. And I was like, my mom knows. And I was like, I just can't explain. And they were like, right, okay. I was like, I'm going to Inverness. And they were like, you're going to Inverness? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but I'll be back soon. But I was like, I don't know how long I'll be back for. And they're like, right, okay. I just thought you were a fucking drug yeah, smuggler or something. Yes. And my manager was like, wait. And I was like, Richard, I was like, that was his name because I don't work there anymore. I was like, Richard, I'm going away to um, Inverness. I was like, but I'll be back in four weeks, but I might be back sooner. So I might have to come back earlier. I was like, hopefully four weeks. But yeah, but my mom knew the full thing. So, um, but my mom actually was away. My mom's a head teacher. So she was on school camp and my grand was in Australia again. So I had to find my friend to look after my dogs for two weeks. And then I had to leave. So I left like completely on my own. Poor Gigi and honey. Yeah, yeah so you know my dogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they like, were also probably like, what the fuck yes. the hell is going on? Man? I know, I couldn't tell them either. They sworn secrecy. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea. Two, two wee grass and dogs. They would, they would have yeah. told everybody. <laughs> yes. Let's, so... Let's, can you explain the show format again for anybody who's not seen it and give them a sort of wee overview because there will be people who, who haven't seen it or have like a sort of awareness of it because it is the most unique uh-huh. TV format I've ever I heard agree. of in my life. And I think as well, 
the way they've portrayed it has been amazing. <clears throat> okay, so basically, 22 contestants and some are traitors and some are faithfuls. Um, when someone's a traitor, they basically have to murder, but not really murder, um, get rid of a faithful every night, right. selecting them. And then the faithful's job is to figure out who the traitors are before they get them. So that's like, i.e. having clinched, like, you know, like thinking, oh, you've done X, Y, and Z today. I think you're a traitor. And they all meet at a round table every night and the faithful get to figure out and decide who the, who they want to get yeah. rid of thinking that they're a traitor. And how do they, air quotes here, but how do they carry out the murders to the faithfuls? Like, how does that happen? So the traitors meet every night and... Um, like so for instance three traitors will meet and they will discuss everyone in the castle and then they'll say okay but I want to get rid of X because they're on to us or they mentioned my name to so and so and then they will decide that right on a piece of paper and then the next second day that person finds out that they're done now the, one of the questions that I've got and I I, uh -huh. I can't understand like it's you're deep into it. It's very emotional. You know you're playing for money. There's stuff at stake. Yeah. You're kind of in this constant state of... It seems like high alert. Yes. And, and suspicion. So it gets really heated. Yeah. But there's times I'm like... It's a fucking game. Yeah, that's what I felt like the whole time. That's I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's why you went so far? Because yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I had no expectations. I mean, even at the start, we got told when I first, <clears throat> when I applied, when I got message, they said there was going to be a cash prize, but they never said how much. Right, and even okay. if they told me there was £20, I would have still gone it for the experience. You know, yeah, it definitely. was never, ever about the money for me. And I understand there was people on that that wanted the money for a certain reason. But I was literally, I would have done that for free, completely. Because yeah. so for the people, what, the people play, uh -huh. I understand the heightened emotion, but like, so my mum was telling uh -huh. the story, her pal Irene, who we recorded the wee video for. <laughs> yes. She's watching it and her son has come running down the stairs thinking, uh -huh. I don't know, think somebody broke in. Because <laughs> she's shouting, you dirty fucking bastard. <laughs> like, and it's like, and my, th my reasoning was, I was like, but they don't choose. They just get yeah. told, well, this is your role yeah, in role. the game. Yeah. And I think as well, it was just remembering, it's quite funny though, because I think midway game, they had to tell us, Guys, you have to realise that these traitors are not actually killing people. They're not bad people. Because the faithfuls had such, especially when Alex, it was when Alex turned down the role to be a, a traitor yeah. and then she got murdered the next night. But the traits, we had such, the faithfuls had such a hatred towards the traitors. <laughs> so they had to kind of tell them, right, it's these people game. aren't bad. Like, they're not really bad. Because we were like, whoever you are, I don't know how you sleep at night. You're a horrible <laughs> person. And like, people were really getting into it. I was kind of like, you know, I never really take it that personally. And I genuinely do think it wasn't ever I never had a game plan yeah. I literally just went and lost myself it was I had no expectations and um, I made amazing friends and I think as well a lot of times a lot of people in there were just game 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 and you kind of lose the whole enjoyment of the experience yeah so I wanted to enjoy it as well as play the game I mean there there is a lesson itself I uh -huh. think there are I won't name any but there, I think there are lots of people in like reality tv let's yeah. say and I sometimes think you're a truly repugnant individual. <laughs> you're not a decent person, but people really, I don't know if they like them, appreciate them because they are authentically themselves. Yeah. If they're authentic self as an arsehole, yeah. fine. And yeah. people attach themselves to that. You're obviously in the positive end of that spectrum. Okay. But I feel as if you're a great example of go and be yourself. Yes, exactly. F faults and all, because yeah. people like it. Because I think as well, my theory is that the British public in general mm -hmm. and this phase of society people are really perceptive because we've seen so much reality mm -hmm. tv 
and you can immediately sniff out if somebody's being disingenuous yes, 100%. Or, or, or being again if they're being ultra nice even now if I meet somebody and they're ultra nice I'm like I'm, head of the I met somebody on Saturday uh-huh. I can't, uh huh mm. just go on just tell us so basically the way you're speaking <laughs> I was like you hate me Oh, you yeah, really, you really don't like me, but the words you're saying that are coming out of your mouth are, nice. are all positive and uh-huh. great. No, that's just brilliant. And I'm like, mate, you could not be more transparent. Yeah. And I think that's because the radar is totally like fine-tuned. They mm-hmm. just pick up on bullshit mm-hmm. and people being disingenuous. I agree. And I think as well, because all my family and friends were watching it, well, especially my friends, and they know what I'm like on the outside. So if I went in there and was a completely different person, yeah. they would be like, Meryl, who the hell are you? Like, Aye. no. And that's the last thing I wanted to do. And also as well, people want to, like the British public as well, want to relate to people on the show. You're not going to be able to relate to someone that's not really them. Exactly. And I think as well, when you come out there, people are going to see you, they're going to meet you, and they <clears> want to, they're going to think they're going to meet the person that was on the show but then you're not the same person on that. Yeah. So it's not it's not matching up. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned your friends and your family, though. You yes. seem to have a really... You've said that because of your family's away that yeah. your friends have become your family. family. You, you all seem, like, so, so close. Yeah, we are. I'm very, very grateful for my friends. So I've been friends with my friends um, since that primary school. So when I moved over, so when I came up from Essex, I my first primary school, I made one of my longest best friends. And then when I moved to my second primary school, I'm still, I went from primary school with all those girls to high school, and now we're still all friends. So I've got friendships mm. of, like, 20 years which is really close. And so they would just immediately call you and your bullshit yeah, then if yeah. you had any. And that's what I think is really good because I think with having real <clears throat> friends outside the show, you get, like, you know, they have my back, they can tell me opinions. Yeah. You know, if I post something, they're like, oh, Meryl, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. You know, <laughs> and I think as well, like, I value that and they have my best intentions at heart, if that makes sense. It's not, yeah. they don't have any hidden intentions. They want the best for me, um, which is really good. And I think definitely going into this industry, it's really good to have the people that are knowing you the longest and have your true intentions. What? What was their reaction when they saw you? Did you yeah. tell them or did you just all of a sudden appear on these posters and they're like, sorry, yeah. what so the I, hell? Yes, I did give them a little heads up because they would have been like, Meryl, what the hell? And I did get, the, and some of them did like peer pressure me to tell them what I said there. But, um, you know, they were quite shocked and they were like, Meryl, you were just like, how are you so clueless and all of that? But I was like, that's literally what I'm like on a day-to-day basis anyway. <laughs> and they were like, you're the exact same as yeah. you are on the show. They were really, really proud of me. So I really, you know, I am grateful. Um, but again, I think as well, my friends, it's just like, I'm just myself with them. Mm-hmm. There's no like Meryl with the show and all of that. They're just literally, as I have always been with them, it's always just the same, which I like. I've, um, I always like to ask uh-huh. listeners and like give them a chance. I've picked out some, oh, yeah, some questions that I like. I like this. First of all, Gavin Sutty has just made a point. Uh-huh, tell me. <laughs> Meryl used Jeezy Peeps before it was cool. <laughs> Fact. I know. My friends were like, Meryl, why did you never say that? But I think because we got told over swearing, I was like, I need to find another alternative to swear. Aye. So I was like, Jeezy Peeps. So for anybody, again, that's unaware, Jeezy Peeps has recently become a bit of a viral <laughs> phrase because the, I think it was their Broth Football Club, their uh-huh. in-house uh, commentator for their highlights. Uh-huh. I'd say they're Broth players, hit a shot, went miles away and he says, oh, Jeezy Peeps, man. Jeezy. Now there's this thing, it's particularly Glasgow and Central Scotland centric uh-huh. where if we hear something that we don't have in our own vernacular or lexicon, we're always like, that's funny, even though probably the rest of Scotland uses it. So for for about a month, everybody in Glasgow is walking about saying Jeezy Peeps. So you were one of the first people. I was one. Yes, I started the trend as well. Yeah, you started it. Um, right, so 
Colette has asked, did anyone kick Wilf's ass one filming stop, once filming stop for almost successfully stealing all the money? <laughs> you know, I think I was just great. I was, I was like, thank you for keeping me in because he did. You know, I was just, I was, I love Wilf and Wilf is one of my best friends and I still speak to him daily. Um, he played, do you know what you call it back? He played the game. It would have yeah, been so it. shit <clears throat> if he hadn't played it the way he played it. You know, what are we going to watch? No one's going to watch first episode, they get all the traitors out. Wow, that's so fun. Yeah. You know, he played the game the best way and he played it to the exact way they were meant to play it, mm -hmm. you know. And he did throw people under the bus and I get that. But at the end of the day, it was all a game and he is the loveliest person outside. But no, I was just like, I just told him, thank you for keeping me in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not murder it. me. Your bunch of weirdos getting annoyed at this guy, Ralph. He's playing the game. <laughs> yeah. He's doing what he was supposed to do. I get that there is lots of people because everyone was, and I love the fact that everyone got on board with the game. You know, it would have not been as fun if everyone didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I do love him. Um, there's a few people ask this one, so uh -huh. we've got Radio Paolo and we've got Emma Henry asking mm -hmm. where you stayed when filming, because I think there's some people are thinking you maybe stayed at uh -huh. the castle, but that wasn't the case, was it? Yes, so I'm actually sworn to secrecy. <gasps> oh, yes, really? I know. I know it's really annoying. So you stayed somewhere so yeah, else? Yeah, we are sworn to secrecy about that. I've signed a contract. Are you allowed to see the story you told us through there about the no you're not allowed to tell that either oh it was so good <laughs> well, I tell you what if anybody'd like to know uh, uh, Meryl didn't tell me I just guessed it yes so, um, yeah he just guessed as, it as, as per her NDA she hasn't contravened yeah. it in any way and I didn't actually speak I just I didn't actually acknowledge it <laughs> yeah exactly yes. that's funny though uh, if anybody wants to know that ask me uh, who get, uh, Micah McLean who were you uh, the most sad to see leaving do you know what, Alyssa, I think in that episode, she left episode six um, and I was actually standing up at the round table and I was only wanting to give her a hug, but she had to go straight away because they quite get them out as soon as possible. Uh, um, ruthless. Yeah, yeah, very ruthless. And I think as well, because she was the first traitor we caught and there was, as I said before, like up to like episode one to six, there was such a hatred to the traitors. And I was like, oh my God, Those I don't want her to... Fucking you know, No, I know, they were really hated them. And I was like, I don't want her to be upset. And she came back and when she had to say like, you know, that she's a traitor and she was crying and stuff and it was so horrible because mm. I was like, it's a game, it's a game um, but yeah definitely Alyssa and yeah I'll probably say Alyssa was my number one um, two great questions from Jen uh -huh. first one would you have liked to have been a traitor do you know what I actually would have and I actually did say at the beginning when we had because we got asked individually all of us um, if you wanted to be a traitor and I said yes because I think it would be really cool to be a traitor on the traitors mm. but then as the game progressed I don't think I would like to be a traitor I'd yeah. like to be the traitor for the first three episodes and then I would be like that's nah, okay over. yeah um, just because it does get really really hard uh, Jen's also asking have you stayed in contact with Aaron I believe you have Yes, yeah. Me and Aaron are very close. And yeah. did he get his mum a house? Yeah, so he's given his mum the money that ah. I know of. Yeah, he's honestly If so my mum's listening and I get 36 grand, <laughs> you are not getting 36 That's, grand. Yeah, mum, you're not getting my money either, okay? Uh, you get 300 grand and you I like know. it, Tracy. I took my mum for a nice dinner. Nah, I've, I've, I've spoiled my mum too. She got she got Dyson stuff. She wanted Dyson. Anyway. Sorry, uh, wait, hold on wait a minute. Di did you see a Dyson? Yeah, she wanted a Dyson hairdryer. So I got oh, a Dyson right, hairdryer. Oh, I meant a fucking Hoover. <laughs> no, 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 Hoover. She got a Dyson hairdryer and stuff. I do treat her. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he did. So yeah, he's. I take my hat off to Aaron. He's just the best. Uh, you don't have to answer this, but this comes for John okay. Payton. Uh, what did you do with the money? Yeah, of course. So I've still got the money in my bank. So I've got 30000 in my bank right now. Please don't rob me. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I've still got that in the bank. So I quit my job back in December. And I thought there's nothing actually I would like to buy. There's yeah. no tangible um, item I'd like to buy. I'd rather keep that money and then 
quit my job and try and do something I really want to do. Like, I'd love to be presenting, be in the television. Mm-hmm. So if I could use that money as a little, little like, you know, a little stash that I can nip in um, and help me live until I pursue that. So, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you've done... Where did you appear? You were on like Good Morning Britain, yeah, those so types of shows. Yeah, so I've been on this morning, Good Morning Britain and BBC Two Radio. Right, so, yeah. okay. Yeah, so we've been oh, quite was a lot. BBC Two the one when you were with your other people? Yeah, you with other Claudia. people. Yeah, and then also BBC Scotland. So I've right. done, yeah, so I have done a lot, um, and also STV. So there has been a lot of, um, a lot of opportunities, and I think as well, especially with the TV industry, it's so cutthroat and it's really yeah. hard to get into. Um, so I'm just going to keep on trying and trying and trying, and I am trying to, on social media and stuff. Um, it's a lot different from like getting jumped into that world, if that kind of makes sense. Because yeah. I wasn't really on social media that much, especially not TikTok. TikTok. Um, now I'm trying to teach myself how to get mm. you know onto it and get better at it. But yeah, I'm just trying to try. And um, there's nothing I needed, no like object i'd rather have the freedom i do now to try different yeah. things when you did good morning britain was it ben uh-huh. shepherd and kate garraway yeah uh, no so yes oh, yeah yes yes it was them i was thinking of this morning it was this morning it was um the one that oh, josie phillips and, it was on big brother ages yes, ago yes yes right, and uh, um someone else as well but i can't remember his name would have been a male dermot yeah, lady uh, no no it was. I've got a photo with him though. Oh, I think right, you'll reckon. Right, if you get the photo, get it. But okay. what was um, Good Morning Britain? Did you enjoy being on that? Yes. I did that I'll, once and it's yeah, great fun. Yes. I know. I seen you were on it. And I was like, oh, um, wait, here you go. So it was. This is going to be awkward if I don't recognise him in it. This is brutal for it for what is an audio format. But if the oh. person listening, no, yes. it's fine. Like, they, they can wait. Yes, I always do on. this to them. <laughs> don't worry. Meryl, Meryl kind of looked up like apologetic there, but no, no. Uh, Hold on. Oh, is that Andy Peters? Yes, Andy, Andy Peters. Peters. Yes, Andy Peters. That's yeah, him. Aye. Yes, that's By the I... way, pure legend of the uh, breakfast and, and children's TV game, by the way. Oh. I think Andy Peters, if and I might be wrong. I think, I, no, I think he does do I'm something. I'm sure like. he founded like T4 and all that. Jeez. Yeah, I, he has You're been. You're going to say Peeps, Peeps. At least I'm not swearing. But yeah, so them. So, I mean, we've done, so I did do that, um, which was really good because it gets you into that TV. I'd never done TV, obviously, before. But were you nervous when they, when you, when they say action or yeah. go? I think especially when it's on live, that, like you, that passes, that yeah. that leaves. Because I remember I did, my first TV thing I did um, properly was a show called Seven Days on BBC Scotland, uh-huh. and it's a pre-record. Oh. And when I get asked my first question, honestly, you'd have thought my heart was going to fly out <laughs> my chest because it's adrenaline. You're yes. like you're anticipating, or you're sort of preempting reactions and people yes. watching. I'm going to put a foot wrong and stuff. Yeah. And then as time goes on, now if I do like Relax. a breakfast show with like Eamon Holmes. Uh-huh. I'm on, I may as well have my feet up on the table smoking <laughs> a cigar. I'm like, you just, you just, Chill. you get used to it because you realise you're like, oh, actually, this is totally just fine. Talking. Yeah. Right uh, now, I forget that we're getting like mic'd up, right? I'm just talking to you right now. Exactly. So it's not, That's it. You just I have just to feel remem- comfortable. Remember, you're just talking to a person in the room and some people might happen to be watching it. Yeah, that's very true. Have you had any other offers of like TV, like reality TV or stuff? Nothing at the moment, but Touchwood. <laughs> what, something. What would be the dream one? Oh, do you know what? I was thinking, I'd love Big Brother or I'm a Slip, Get Me Out of Here. Me too. Yes. See, right, think, if any producers listening, uh, we come as a duo. Yes, okay, you have and to if take you want, us. If, you want back, <laughs> if they want you, then I have to ride in your fucking coattails, man. Take it on. You come, come uh, as a package. I, like, they want you, and I'm like, well, she's not doing it unless yes. I come as well. 
<laughs> we'll split the fee. You take 95%, I'll take five. <laughs> Perfect. You know what? I'll be like, will... pay my meals. Yes. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'd love to do that. Do you know what? Anything at the moment, anything. I think as well, just try and get back on TV. Um, especially because it is the industry, but it is, as I said, so competitive, which is quite scary. I am probably, even though I won the show, the most uncompetitive person there is. I hate competition. So, yeah. um, you know, it is quite hard, but I'm just going to keep on trying. Mm-hmm. And I keep on reminding myself, you only have one life. So just keep on trying and don't give up. See, I, have you considered podcasting? See, I was thinking about this, but I don't know how I would do it in a sense that I don't know if I'd do it with someone, like do it as a jewel or do it on my own, but then I'd have to have like a good base to base it on. And, you know, I was thinking about something to do about my condition and stuff and talking about, you know, um, like the daily struggles or like just, but then I don't know how I'd have to make that go along to like more episodes if you get if me. I, I mean, if I was you, I mean, it's a case of... Uh-huh. To take, to take advice or don't like. Yeah, you, no, you I take advice all the time. You, you definitely don't have to, but I think you've got a really, a really just nice, amiable sort of gregarious type of nature. Oh yeah, and I think cute. that would come across in conversation. Just whoever yeah. you were speaking to, you could you can speak about anything. Yeah. I think people would buy into listening to you. Yeah, and, thank you. And speaking to other people, you're welcome. Yeah. I'll be forty pounds, please. <laughs> done, done deal. <laughs> just yeah. give me your bank card, your <laughs> no. pin number, like thirty <laughs> grand. I'll just transfer it. It's in the savings. There's a way away. My current account's got zero pound. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I think it is something I'd love to do. I think because I love talking, and I've always said it's a dream yeah. of mine to get paid lots of money to talk. You know, um, and I do talk too fast, so I am trying my best to train myself to talk slower. But it is harder said than done. Yeah, I think it's something I really want to do. So hopefully, I need mm. to put my thinking cap on and like actually build a whole base on it. Yeah, I mean, as well, I, I would just just do things, just yeah. just make it, and just put it out there. Like yeah. your YouTube, I, I I watched your YouTube kind of answering your sort of most asked questions. Yes, or did and you watch I that? I really liked it. I just was like, just nice to sort of listen to. I think yeah. that general happiness and stuff is yeah. is it kind of exudes it comes across and you're uh-huh. like I quite like this yeah I, like I think this. I think because I when I talk to my phone or talk to my camera I just think I'm talking to my friends you know I don't <laughs> yeah. try and put on it I like I send me and my friends I have like a finsta and I also have like we have a private like a snapchat finsta for any of you uh, yeah. I, I, myself included people too old is <laughs> it Instagram. and Instagram yeah yes. and just for friends and pals yeah yeah so um and even like we have like a snapchat group chat and we just send like what we're doing or like hauls and stuff and I just speak exactly the same as what I'd speak to them and mm. I think that's what people want to do people want to relate people want to feel like your friend and people want to like you know um relate to you and it's not like hi guys thank you like I don't want to like ever come across like that way so I've always just talked like I'm talking to someone like I would in the street or something mm. Do you have any plans to travel with, with any of your money? Yeah, so I'd like to travel. Um, my friend, one of my best friends, she's in Australia right now and she comes back in two weeks' time. She really wants to go to Thailand. So I think we might go to Thailand at the end of the year. I'd well, love to do that. My pal, my pal uh-huh. Kevin's just back in it. Just, Is he? Because he'd mentioned it. And it's one of those things that somebody's like, you want to go to Thailand? It's not really the same as saying, do you want to go for a drink? No, yes, yeah. At the time, you're like, aye, but then it comes to it and life gets in the way and stuff. Yeah. But, that is definitely one of the places that I would like to get yeah. to. You could do a wee travel vlog. Yeah, see, I need to get better at editing. That's my problem. So I have all these ideas. Like, I'm one of those people that I'm a I'm a writer, but I don't actually do it, if that makes sense. Like, I write all these to-do lists, but I don't actually ever get to do it. <laughs> so you should see, I'm on, like, 701, I promise you. Like, I've actually got it on my phone. Um, but, yeah, so I think I'd like to do that, but it's actually doing it. But, yeah, if I do. My friends are not really into... Well, they are into social media, but they're not really into me putting their camera in their face. So they're like, Meryl, no. So we're mm. on a night out, and I was like, let's do a TikTok outfit. Um, get ready with me or like what's your outfit from the mural and I'm like okay okay, okay. <laughs> which is quite good 
good because they bring me down. Yeah. <laughs> Not bring me down, but like bringing you back. Keep, yeah, bringing back my feet to real on life. The ground, you're yeah. like, no, this this is the real world. Yeah, so like, no, no, no one does that. I was like, okay, okay, good, no, that's good to have a mix. Exactly. Um, as we kind of round up, I just want to kind of mm-hmm. finish touching on something something I really like about you. Of course, thank you. Well, it's just loads of stuff. Oh, but like, one thing is, you said you were once asked if you ever wish you were average height, mm-hmm. and you said just a flat no because yeah. it wouldn't be who I am and, and yeah. where I am. Yeah, I think it's something you know. As when I was younger, when I was growing up, I did at points in my life and like struggles and stuff. I thought, oh my god, my life would be so much easier if I was. But then again, I always bring myself to. I wouldn't have the same personalities I would right now. I wouldn't be the same person. I'd be a different person. So that means I'd be wishing to be a different person from who I am. Um, and I am grateful for who I am, and I'm very mm. fortunate. Um, and I am healthy. So yeah, no, I'm. I, I, I. It's taken me a long time to get to where I am, but I do love myself, and I'm mm. happy that I was born this way. Definitely. Fantastic. Well, listen, I'm not saying you're the nicest person I've ever met, but you're definitely in the top one. Oh, thank you. Very complimented. <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks very much for coming. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I have really enjoyed it, and I'm sure people listening have enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening. It's, yeah, it's been a great insight, and yeah. I'm sure we will see you on, on plenty of things soon. Oh, thank you. Fingers crossed, touching all the wood. jumping out of a helicopter yes, on the with show. With a jewel. Yeah. See, we have to do this, and eating bugs and all that I, stuff. I, I would be perfect for that, purely on account of being the biggest shite bag in the world. <laughs> I'd just be, like, screaming. No, if I do it, you do it. We have to do it. Together. Right, sure. okay. ITV, you heard it here. <laughs> yes. Come and get us. <laughs> Come get us. No, thanks again <laughs> thank for coming. You, Sean. And thank, thank you. you for listening as always. And we'll be back with another episode of Pleather at the same time next week. Cheers. <laughs> thank you. Bye. <laughs>